What are some of the routines that you implement in your life that has driven success for you? It, it, it's a little crazy. You sure you want to hear it? <laughs> <laughs> From Reminder Media, this is Stay Paid, a sales and marketing podcast on a mission to help you close more deals and retain more business. Hosted by the VP of Marketing, Josh Stake, and Reminder Media's president, Luke Akery. So get ready to hear the golden nuggets that will allow you to live a life of freedom tomorrow, but only if you take action today. All right, let's kick this show off. We have an amazing guest today that we're going to be speaking with about social media, about building a real estate team. A lot of really, really great. Can't wait to pick this guy's brain. But hey, Luke, how are things going, man, here at Reminder Media? They're doing amazing. I want the audience to vote on my shirt. What do people think of this <laughs> pink shirt? Yeah, I'm getting Dude, thumbs up from our guest. Shirt. I'm obsessed, obsessed with this with shirt today. Hey, Stitch Fix is a godsend yeah, for people like Luke. Yeah, people like Luke who don't know how to style themselves, Stitch Fix is a godsend. That's where they send everything the I'm wearing to you. today, except this stay paid sweatshirt, is Stitch Fix. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, I'm doing doing super well. Excited. Obviously, things are picking back up. Uh, PA yeah. has entered into the yellow phase, so things are picking back up. But I have to admit, I mean, we have been blessed, man. So many businesses have been hurt so bad. But here at Reminder Media, you know, we've seen cancels rise. We've had troubles, trouble getting everybody going virtually and all that good stuff. But in terms of like being able to still reach out and sign new clients up and, and maintain our business, we really have been barely hit from that perspective compared to most people. Yeah, and so, 100%. you know, super excited to be entering out of the red phase, yellow phase, hopefully the green phase soon. Well, hey, before we introduce our guest here today, wanted to read you one of our latest comments, our reviews on the podcast. This comes from Pete Sec via Apple Podcasts, five stars. He says, awesome pod, like awesome sauce, but awesome pod. This podcast has tons of valuable insight and a variety of business perspectives. I'm not in sales or marketing, and I thoroughly enjoy listening to this podcast. You can also apply this to your own life to be successful in a variety of ways. Stay hungry and stay paid. Keep them coming. Thanks, Pete, for that review on podcast. If you guys head on over to uh, Apple Podcasts or Spotify, leave us a review. We'll read it here on the show. Our guest today is Juan Baranecci. He is the founder of Gold Bar Luxury Homes, which stakes their claim as the number one luxury real estate page on Instagram. With 185 agents worldwide and 50 million plus in real estate sold, Juan is an accomplished brand builder and an expert in utilizing systems to build and scale a real estate team. Full disclosure, before we jump into this podcast, Juan is also a recent client of Reminder Media. So super excited to have you on today, Juan. that's what I'm talking about. (laughs) Welcome to Stay Pay, man. (laughs) No, listen, thank you guys for having me. Uh, I'm a huge fan of Reminder Media. I've been following it for a while. Uh, I finally took the jump about a month ago, and I'm a happy client, and now I get to meet you guys. So it's a good world. <laughs> hey, man. Love it. I really appreciate you coming on. Obviously, been following you on Instagram now. You're doing a lot of incredible stuff, so I want to dig into that. But just go ahead and introduce yourself to the audience. Tell them a little bit about your story, what led you into real estate, and how you've built your business up to today. Absolutely. I'd love to. So uh, basically, I'll take this thing back all the way back to December 2015. December 2015, I am graduating college, and I thought I wanted to go to medical school. But in an all entirety, when I read that book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, it completely changed my life. Uh, my mother thought I was going to become a plastic surgeon. And lo and behold, here I am selling real estate. So what happened in those five years and how to get to where I'm at right now? Well, it's very simple. When I got into real estate, I never thought I'd be selling property. Uh, I actually thought I wanted to become an investor. And uh, what I realized was the best way to get an investor education 
is to go out there, be a realtor and start working for the people that are actually buying and selling property. So I did exactly that. And in May of 2016, I started out my career with Keller Williams. Um, I went out there and I had a goal that I was going to sell 10, 15 properties specifically for house flippers. And I worked my ass off. I'm talking 50, 60, 70 hour weeks, grinding, cold calling, doing everything. And by the end of the year, I sold a whopping one house. I fell flat <laughs> on my face. I ate there. And it was at that moment that I had to make a decision. Am I going to keep doing what I'm doing? Am I going to change things up? Am I going to hire a coach? And I went the coaching route. I hired one of the best coaches in the industry. I started coaching with him every single day. Do, do you mind me asking months. who it was? Do you mind me asking uh, his, who it was? His name was, his name was Sean Kokoska. Oh, the, and love it. Okay. Sean was actually the, the president of MAPS Coaching, uh, Fort nice. Keller Williams at the time. Yep. So um, I started learning everything I knew in regards to uh, my, my business for, for buyers, sellers, everything on that end. And then the following uh, six months, I sold $6 million. Uh, the following year after that, we did $12 million. Last year was my third year in real estate. We did $25 million. And this awesome. year, we're on track to sell $50 million. So we've been doubling every, every year since. Man, that's incredible. No, that's awesome. So let's talk. You know, I mentioned to you before, you know, we jumped on the, the podcast here. We had recently done a survey for our audience. And the two main things that they love to know about or want to know more about is really this topic of lead generation. Like this is the million dollar question for every business owner. Not just how do you generate leads, but how do you do it consistently? And then really the second one was social media. So everybody wants to know about this thing called social media. What does it mean to be an influencer? How do you use it for your advantage to generate leads? You're very good on social media. Anybody who hasn't checked out your stuff, guys, check out Juan's stuff on social media. We'll put it in the show notes because he's extremely good at it. But walk us through kind of how you've been generating leads and how you use social media specifically in your business right now and how successful is it or is it not the thing that actually drives your business? Is it something else? No, it actually is probably the, the primary source. So my, my handle on social media is Latino agent. And everyone always asks me, how'd you come up with this handle? And why do people call you this? And in all in its entirety, about two years ago, I decided to kind of set a goal for myself. And at the time, I wanted to become an investor. I wanted to continue selling properties. I wanted to continue building my team. But long term, what I really wanted to do was cause an impact. And I looked at all the people that were in this business. And I realized that there is a huge opportunity to expand not just locally, not just nationally, but internationally. And that's when I set out my eyes to become one of the biggest Latino agents on the planet. And my goal is to get to 5,000 agents internationally. So um, when I went ahead and I changed my handle, I never realized it would change my brand as well. And I started posting more content. I started making more content oriented towards realtors. And I started building a pretty big realtor following, which actually translated to leads. So um, I'm going to go into possibly two or three lead sources today that anyone on this podcast could kind of take away from uh, to understand that social media could be a huge driver in generating business. And I'm not one of those people that brags about having all of my business 99% referral base. Um, I don't have anyone my age that wants to buy or sell a house. I've had to grind away and build a business that pumps out online leads and social media leads every single day or else I wouldn't sell any real estate. Mm. So um, what I would go ahead and say, and, and this is huge for me, is every single day, me and my team message around 20 to 30 realtors on Instagram daily. And what this does for us is it's not in an effort to recruit them. It's not in an effort to just randomly reach out to them. It's in an effort to provide them with value, which in exchange will lead to a relationship. And what I've done over the years is I've essentially built a lot of relationships with out-of-market agents. And what I do is I put them on a drip campaign. I invite them to join my engagement group. I stay in contact with them. And whenever someone has anyone that wants to buy or sell in New York, who do you think they call? Mm. 
That's powerful, man. There are 1.2 million realtors in the National Association of Real Estate, yet the only ones that are actually generating referrals are the ones that are reaching out to these brokers that are out of state and saying, hey, you know what? If you think of Florida, you think of Los Angeles, reach out to me. I'm doing it 20 to 30 times a day. I'm building a relationship with them on Instagram. So they see me posting and they're actively engaging with me. And once I get it to the point where I'm at 1,000 or 2,000 relationships through Instagram, uh, what's naturally going to end up happening is I'm going to build a referral pipeline through out-of-state brokers. And let me tell you, if you're a realtor listening, getting a referral from an out-of-state broker is the best referral you could get. Why? Because they're warm, they're hot, they've already been uh, sold up by the previous realtor, the other realtor wants to get paid, and now it's just a layup. So that's probably, I would say, 20 to 30% of all my business comes from outside brokers. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, all right. So one strategy, you're, you're messaging them all day long, right? So 20 to 30 messages a day. And are these yeah. people that you've already followed and are you using Instagram to message them or using Facebook to message them? Is it both? Like, can you, can you give us a little bit more detail there on the message? What does it look like? That type of idea? Great question. So I'll go into the lead buckets, but lead bucket number one, which is my main source of leads would be Instagram. And what I'm doing is I'm sending them a DM and it's a very simple DM. It's going to be hey, John, I just followed you. Just like that. What are they going to respond back? They're going to say, thanks. I just followed you back. Or they're going to say, thanks. I appreciate it. And then after that, all I do is a simple, I love what you're about. You have some great content. I'm just curious, what are your goals as a realtor? And mm-hmm. if they're ambitious and they're driven, they usually tell me. And then all I say is, okay, that's wonderful. I'm always looking to collaborate with top producers. So you have two minutes to hop on a quick phone call. And this is not me sending out the message. It's someone I hired to do this on my behalf. But what's cool is, when you have the credibility of a good social media influence, when you have good content and you have a bio that's set up that shows credibility, naturally, that person is going to want to get on a phone call with you. And um, I do these phone calls probably two or three times a day. Uh, my VA set, set up the phone calls for me. And I hop on a quick two-minute phone call and I just ask, what are your goals? What are you looking to do? Are you having any challenges? And they'll tell me, yes, I'm having challenges uh, building out a team, scaling out my system, working on my CRM, uh, increasing my social media presence. And what do I do for 20, 30 minutes? I give them value. Mm. I don't expect anything in return. I literally just help them for free. And by the end of it, they're just looking at me like I have three heads and they're like, why are you doing this? Who are you? And I'm just, listen, I'm just a nice guy from New York. If at any point you want to change brokerages or you just want to refer me business, here's who you call and I'll get it done for you. And that's it. And and a lot of people may see it as that's a long-term game, but I'm in this for the next 10, 15 years. It's not going anywhere. I might as well build it now. Oh, so good, man. Yeah, Yeah, no, that's great. So you've got this uh, Instagram, this Gold Bar Luxury Homes, right? At Gold Bar Luxury Homes that you've grown to over yeah. 200,000. How, how did you grow that? I know you've been working on it for like four years, right? Building this to that size. And then how are you then utilizing that to further your business? Correct. So, so my partner who actually built it from the ground up, uh, I came on uh, possibly about a year ago when he was kind of halfway done through building it. But when he first started building out the Instagram, this is what people do not want to hear. To get an Instagram to 200,000 organic followers, I'm talking. We generate 1.2 million weekly impressions for free. Ooh. Doesn't cost us a dollar. We get in front of a million people a week organically. It took four years to build. And if you want to know what he did throughout those four years, he still does it to this day. He posts three to four times a day of good quality content. And he posts the right hashtags to make sure that they get in front of the right people. Once the people start engaging with us, it's very key. You reply back to every comment. You reply back to all the messages. And you stay consistent. And I wish there was something else that was a, a secret sauce, but it's, a, it's four <laughs> years of excruciating posting and consistency and never missing a beat. But that's how it was done. 
Yeah, it's the consistency over time, 100%. You know, what's interesting is just in what you had said just a little bit ago about building the, you know, relationships you have with the referral brokerages or the referral brokers. Think about that even for the audience right here. I'm thinking about it. What about even like the local business owners in your community? Like I'm part of a networking group that's a bunch of CEOs and, and presidents and stuff and, that run businesses in this area. And it's like, there's so much power in that influence that is in this group that I'm a part of. It's amazing how many connections I've made and how many relationships I've built that have turned into business even for myself and opportunity for myself. So take that same strategy and do it for referral brokerages or referral agents, but also do it for reach out to all the business owners in your community. If, if you're struggling finding them, go to LinkedIn, you know what I mean? And just search like business owners on LinkedIn in your area and literally reach out to them. Hey, what's your goals? What are you suffering from? How can I help you? And think about all that influence that you could get just using that same strategy, man. Uh, as, as you were talking, I was like, oh my goodness, that's gold for even your local community. I'll do you one better. Build a community page on Facebook or Instagram that is just tailored towards your local business owner. Go ahead and post anything about local events, businesses, get-togethers, restaurants, shops. And uh, even though it has nothing to do with real estate, what you're doing is you're, you're data mining. You're literally mining away for data of local residents, which you can sell business to down the line. So I'm doing that with my local town right now. It'll probably take me two years to build it to 20 or 30,000 people. But um, once it gets to that point, that's twenty to thirty thousand potential people to refer your real estate business. It, it's a wrap from there. So I guess walk us through then, because I love that. Walk us through the difference uh, for you and how you're treating organic posting versus ads. Like, are you running ads in your business right now? If you are, what type of ads are you running, and what would you suggest? Kind of what's your experience been there? Absolutely. So I have an in-house marketing manager. Her name is Anna. And over the last three years that Anna's been uh, working on ads, she spent over, I think the number is $1.2 million just on Facebook ads. So when I came across Anna, I knew she was the expert and she was the go-to. Wow. Um, what we do on our team is we have two ways we generate leads. Number one is the organic way, which you just mentioned, which is just posting uh, content out there, doing blogs, um, doing anything that brings value to the consumer and makes them want to work with you or reach out to you. And the number two is the paid traffic way. When it comes to paid traffic, what I noticed for buyer and seller leads specifically, the best platform is Facebook. There is no other platform on the planet where you could target people by a one mile radius, by a specific job title, by a specific organization that they work at. And the way you could just analyze and pin track leads is just ridiculous. So um, what we do every single day is we spend roughly, um, I would say three to $5,000 a month just on Facebook ads. And those Facebook ads convert to thousands and thousands of potential buyer leads. But here's where everyone kind of goes wrong. Out of all those leads we generate, whether it's 100, 1,000, or 10,000 a month, 5% are the only ones that are actually motivated and ready to buy within the next 90 days. So anytime we're, we're cutting these checks on Facebook ads, I'm looking at this from a 6 to 12-month return. The reason a lot of other people have terrible, terrible experiences with Zillow and with these other websites that provide them leads it's not that the leads don't work. It's that they want the money now. They want these people to buy a house now. And online leads and online consumers traditionally take a longer period of time. So what I would recommend is go all in on Facebook ads, but change your mindset of how long or how far out you want the return. That's a golden nugget, ladies and gentlemen, right there. Yeah. That's a golden yeah, nugget. I think the, the home buyer, what, starts their process six months, six months early? Yeah. So like, what's, your, what's yep. your drip campaign then in the meantime? 
right? So you've captured them as a lead through your Facebook ads. What are you doing with them to continue to nurture them? And I guess, keep the relationship alive for when they're ready to make that move. Absolutely. So, so let me give you the whole funnel. I'm going to do a quick little plug. We do a free training. It's one hour long on how to build Facebook ads the right way for realtors. If anyone's interested, just reach out to Anna, A-N-N-A at goldbarteam.com and just put subject line free training. We'll give it to you for free. We want, we want you to have the information. That's so awesome. What it, what it comes down to is on Facebook, we create the ad and the ad it has to be a hook or an image that really has the person just completely stopping on their scrolling and just get to the point where they want to submit a call to action. The call to action on our end is click here for more information on how you can find local homes just like this one or click here to find out what this home is going for. Um, whenever someone goes ahead and clicks the call to action, we get their name, their phone number and email. And then uh, just to go over what Josh just mentioned, our actual backend nurturing system, which is the platform that we created to go ahead and follow up with leads, immediately does three things. Number one, it emails them immediately. That person clicks on the lead and automatically gets an email. Number two, it texts them. On site, immediately after they click, they get a text. Thanks for inquiring about this property. What information can we get you? And number three, it alerts one of our sales reps that a lead just came in. So it's kind of like a triple threat. And what ends up happening is our salesperson will follow. We'll qualify them. And if they're ready to buy, we sign them on as a client. If they're not ready to buy, like most of these are right, then we stick them into a drip campaign where now for the next eight weeks, they're just finding out um, how qualified the person is, where they want to buy, where they want to get into. And it just follows up on autopilot. It's a combination of emails and text. After the what actions are you cycle, looking for? I, I don't want to cut. Yeah. I want to get, get back to the whole funnel, but like what actions are yeah. you looking for during that process that qualify them? I think that's interesting for people yeah. to hear. Someone that is motivated is already going to be pre-approved. So that's kind of one of the first qualifiers. The second thing that we look out for is if they're willing to book an appointment. Um, usually if they're just kind of looking by and they're not really interested, they're not going to set up a face-to-face -face or a virtual consult. And I would say the third thing is kind of their, their, their tone of action in terms of how serious they are. There's these little cues that you can kind of just pick up on whether someone's just looking or they're actually a serious buyer. Um, but that's where we kind of train the sales rep to be the person to identify whether they're qualified or not. And if they're ready to buy now, we continue them on that drip until they meet with us. If they're not ready or eight weeks pass, we put them into a separate long-term campaign, which sends out an email blast once a week on local market updates, seeing in their local neighborhoods until once again, they're ready to buy. So it's kind of knowing um, that you have a short-term funnel and drip campaign to cater to them if they're ready now. And the second we find out that they're not looking to buy in the next six months, boom, they go to another source. What uh, is uh, getting better response for you, the text or the emails? We've noticed that with text, I would say 80 to 90% go seen. Doesn't mean they respond back, but they're seeing them. With email, I think it's a lot lower. Maybe 10 to 20% are actually seen. So yeah, uh, yeah. that's why we started using a combination of both. I, I think SMS and text is, is the way of the future for drip campaigns. I think so too. I think uh, marketers are about to get a hold, but you know, obviously marketers are going to get a hold and then all the <laughs> you know, can spam acts for text messaging will come into will come into play. Um, what about video, man? Do you do any video through text or anything like that? Or have you found that to work for you at all? So what I've understood is that if you go ahead and you send a video, not on the first response, but probably in the second or third, they put a face to the name. Uh, mm -hmm. Something we like to do is create an automated video that just goes out immediately after someone opts in on a funnel or opts in in a certain process. That. And um, this is a, another little tip. It'll probably go over everyone's head. Any single time that you book a buyer consult or a listing presentation, why not send them an automated video explaining everything you're going to go over at the presentation? So by the time yeah. that you get there, it's a straight Q&A. 
at 30, 40 it's minutes great. out of the way, just automate the whole process. No one's going to do it, yet it's saving us an hour per day <laughs> per consultation. It's so simple. That's a golden nugget, man. It's awesome. I I found with uh, my brother that uh, because he's a real estate agent in Virginia, right? And he he like you is advertising a ton on Facebook, getting a ton of leads and and the same type of stuff. So this transcends guys, even where you're at. It's like most of the leads are not going to buy today, but it doesn't mean they're not valuable. But he found doing a video message to his Facebook leads really enhanced his ability to get them on the phone. Because most of the time he was not able to get them on the phone. And then when he added a human element to it, because I never thought about this before, but it's obvious. they When they request information online, they see you as corporate America. They see you as a sales center. They see you, even though you're just a single business owner, maybe you have a couple agents on your team. That's how you are. You're local in the community. They don't see you that way. They're seeing it just like they would see Reminder Media with a call center of 100 seats behind, right? So they're seeing that. So adding that human element and, see, and seeing that you're in the local community was huge in helping his conversion rates. And, and, and what's also interesting is the second that they go ahead and opt in and they kind of start getting an idea of who you are and what you do, a lot of agents fail at the retargeting process. Um, obviously, if they see you once, they trust you somewhat to click on the ad. But if they see you two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight times over the course of the next three, four weeks, all of a sudden, um, they're going to know that you're serious and that you're the credible person to go reach out to. So retargeting on Facebook, even just taking all these ads that went through the funnel and spending a $5 a day budget just to get in front of them once again, that's going to increase your conversion rate like crazy down the line. No, I would agree with you. I think the, um, I just got off the phone literally earlier today on a guy whose specialty is retargeting with dynamic video. And yeah. literally, and it's not even trying to sell them something. It's just trying to to give them content, like a market update. You film yourself giving a market update. You put $5 behind it to that audience that requested some information for you. And now they see you as what? That credibility, because you're trying to get in that position of trust with somebody. So they end up seeing you as the expert and they end up wanting to use you and buy from you. So doing retargeting is an incredible way. That's all it is. Absolutely. Juan, I want to ask you about your website because looking, uh, looking, doing some research into your team ahead of time and notice something unique. You use ClickFunnels for your website. For anyone who doesn't know what ClickFunnels is, it's a piece of software that's basically, it's an online sales funnel. This has been around forever, but they've just made it super simple. Talk about the idea, like why did you choose to use ClickFunnels? What's your sort of process for guiding someone through your website through that sales process? So this is completely opinion-based, but I just, think that the real estate industry believes that when someone is looking for a realtor, that the whole entire, I guess, um, I would say goal of getting someone on their page is to start searching for properties. In my opinion, right. um, me and my team don't even take anyone out. So we do a consultation with them, we get them pre-approved, and we know exactly what they're looking for. So a lot of the times these buyers that are searching, they don't even know what they want. Or they don't know what's out there in the marketplace. So we realize that step one for us is the consultation. It's not step one, search for properties and then call us. It's step one, get the consultation out of the way, and we'll do the rest for you. Mm. So I looked at every other agent's website, and what I realized is it's all an IDX feed. It's here, search for local properties. But in all entirety, if I wasn't an agent, I'm probably going on Zillow. Their UI is better. They have access to way more properties. Um, it's way easier to, to navigate and kind of build an account that way. But in terms of going to a local agent's IDX feed, I realized it wasn't working and it wasn't converting for a lot of agents. So um, all I did was I'm a huge fan of Russell Brunson. That guy, every time he gets on stage, I whip out my credit card. I'm like, take my money. You could have it all. Like, <laughs> he can sell water to a fish. He's just incredible. 
But um, what I realized is I wanted to make my landing page, instead of it being a brick wall where someone gets there and doesn't know what to do, I wanted to make it a funnel. Just every single page you go to, there's one call to action. And that call to action is book an appointment with me or one of my reps. And it goes straight to an appointment on the calendar list. So I designed it to just capture leads day and night. No, Dude, I think it's I, super unique. It's, it's a differentiator uh, for yeah. sure. Because I mean, what you're explaining, that's, that's one of the first things that stood out to me was where's the properties, right? It's not about that. It's got a video of you explaining who you are, what your team does. And then right below that's a giant button to schedule that appointment. You're way ahead of the game, dude. I think the data shows that. Like, what was it? I think 5% last year found their agent through internet sites. Online. So like Zillow, yeah. Realtor.com, online, 5%. And it's not that they didn't look for product online, but they're just not choosing the agent. They want to work. And your goal is to get them to choose you as an agent, not to not to look for property necessarily. You want to do that for them. I think you're ahead of the game in, in how you're trying to convert there. Because I think too many people are doing what you said is showing product and and people, there's better sites, Zillow.com, Realtor.com. And you don't feel as threatened on those sites. When I'm on your site searching on property, I feel a little bit more threatened, like you're you're trying to find find out what I'm searching for <laughs> and what I'm doing. And, and, and there's nothing more annoying than that that one agent at whatever company is saying, hey, go search for properties on my website. And you actually go and take a look at it. And it's just it's just not user friendly. You know, like these, yep. these single agent IDX websites, in my opinion, they didn't work for me. I'd rather go on Redfin. I'd rather go on Zillow or Truly or StreetEasy. So uh, it's just one of those things where I, my philosophy is always give the customer what they want. If they want to get ahead and search for properties, what do they need to do first? Meet with an agent. Let me set everything up so that that's step one. and and it works from there. Man, I love that. So, you know, obviously you've had a lot of success over the last couple of years. You've built some successful social media stuff that has generated leads. You know, what are some of the routines that you implement in your life that has driven success for you that you would encourage others? Hey, these are the routines I do every day, day in and day out. It's proven to be successful for me. It, it, it's a little crazy. You sure you want to hear it? <laughs> <laughs> of course. That's our yes. favorite. Yes. <laughs> crazy is our favorite. So... I, I implemented this over the last, I would say, two months, where any single time that eight o'clock hits, my phone goes on airplane mode. Like I completely just disconnect from the world. And the reason is I've audited my time in terms of my my prospecting, my eating, my sleeping, like my my whole day to day routine. And I realized that about twenty to thirty percent is spent on social media. Mm. Now, social media in the context that we're speaking about is great when you're creating content and generating leads, but in all reality. It was in consumption, not in creation. So what I realized is when I'm creating content, I'm getting this out of the way in the morning or I'm doing it throughout the day. But after six, seven o'clock, it's completely unproductive social media hours. So what I started doing is anytime that eight o'clock hits, I put my phone on airplane mode and I immediately start my night routine. My night routine consists of reading a book, writing down my journals, planning out my day, brushing my teeth and going to sleep. And I try to get to bed by 9, 30, 10 o'clock, wake up at 5, 36. And then from 6 to 8.30, my phone, my phone completely remains on airplane mode. And I'm working out, I'm eating breakfast, I'm writing down my journal once again, I'm meditating, I'm answering all my emails back. I'm getting everything set for 8.30. 8.30 comes around, I leave my phone off, and I role play with a role play partner for 30 minutes on my scripts. Mm. 9 o'clock hits, my team meeting happens. From 9.30 to 10.30, I'm consistently now answering back all the fires from this 12-hour period or fast that I had on my phone. So it's pretty much about time blocking so that you're productive when you want to be and not getting distracted and working on a reactive basis. Mm. 
No, that's could, fantastic. I mean, we had uh, we had Sam Bakhtiar. I don't know if you follow him at all. He was on yes. the podcast and he talked about this idea and it was such a powerful analogy in terms of what's more valuable to you, your time or your money, right? Mm. And then everyone, of course, will say time. Most people will say time, but then how much time do you end up wasting and being dedicated to? I'll be curious to check in with you. Like, we'll have to have you back on the podcast, you know, in, <laughs> in eight months or so. See how that's going for you because, man, that's that takes discipline. Yeah, and, and, it, and it's something that doesn't happen overnight. I've been waking up early possibly for, I would say, the last two or three years. I tried the whole waking up late and going to sleep late thing. It doesn't work. And mm-hmm. um, at the end of the day, uh, it's just one of those things where, where you're consistent. You, you, you start this out and beginning waking up at 7 is the worst. Then you start at 6.45. And at some point, you're just knocking out by 9 o'clock because your internal clock is just like so shot. So uh, yeah. it's just kind of consistent over time. Yeah, it's yeah. true. How can you not be successful if you did that for 365 days a year? Like if you just exactly. do that, that routine that he just went through, I mean, you're going to be, it's miracle morning, basically. That's, that's, that's really exactly, what it is. That's a it's, great book, by the way. Yeah. It's an, yeah, an incredible book, but <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's what you're implementing. In yeah, but you're doubling up on it. You got it I know. at night and in the morning. <laughs> I know. I yeah. freaking uh-huh. love it. All right. So tell us the advice you would give your younger self, right? That kid in high school. What, what advice would you go back and, and tell younger Juan? This, this is probably going to be unconventional, but I would say you're exactly where you need to be. My philosophy is I feel a lot of people have a, a fear for failure. And the second you change it from a fear to a love for failure, everything you see in life is, is a pro, not a con. So um, I would go back and say, just, just be consistent, be patient, and everything that's going to happen to you happens for you, not against you. And if I had that philosophy earlier on, um, I still think I'd be in the same exact place I am now. And I know I am exactly where I need to be to hit my 5, 10, 15, and even 30-year goals. Um, but I, I wouldn't have the, the same anxiety. I wouldn't have the same stress that mm. I'm in a rush or I'm in a challenge of myself to get to somewhere at some time. So uh, if you met me two years ago, I'm always antsy. I'm, I'm pacing around. I feel like there's not enough hours in the day. And when you realize that you're working on your own time clock and that basically life is in full control of what you want to do and that you're absolutely responsible for everything and anything that happens to you moving forward, um, you suddenly become relaxed. You're kind of like in this state of like, we're here, we're on this podcast, we're talking, we're enjoying this. And everything else is just going to happen naturally. And for whatever reason, something goes downward, there's a challenge we come into, or there's a failure that we come across, it had to have happened for us to get better. So mm. that's just kind of my, my advice to my younger self is start having a love for failure. Don't hate it. It's just something that's going to help you get better. Fantastic, man. That's You're a awesome. beast. I love it. You can feel the energy. You can feel like he just wants to rip out of the screen. Please. <laughs> now I know why you have that wind pop or whatever over your mic. You know, you just spit and fire. That's what it is, man. Spit and fire. <laughs> All right, it. man. Juan, thank you so much for being here. I know we've mentioned a couple of times, but before we close out, let people know how they can connect with you, how they can follow you. Absolutely. Just follow me on Instagram at Latino Agent, just how it sounds. Uh, if you want to collaborate on Instagram and do some bigger promotions, reach out to us at Gold Bar Luxury Homes. Uh, but usually the best way is reach out to me on Instagram. I answer back usually within 24 hours. And I'm always looking to collaborate, bring value to agents. Uh, like I said, I work for free. I work for you guys. So if any of you guys have, have a question, uh, I'm not going to be one of those social media gurus that says, hey, uh, come to a, a one-on-one coaching session with me. I'm going to charge you 500 bucks. All of my value is free. There's no secret sauce. It's hard work, dedication, and having a long-term vision. Mm. No, I love that. Thanks. Thank you. And thank you for offering the free training. Make sure to email Anna, A-N-N-A at goldbarteam.com. Mention the free training. Mention Stay Paid Podcast, and she will get you hooked up there. And thank you so much for listening. To dive deeper into this episode, get all those resources and links that we mentioned. You can go to staypaidpodcast.com. 
And if you're looking for ways to support the show, which we know you are, there's two ways that we ask you to do that. One is to head on over to iTunes, leave us a review and a comment. And then the best way is to tell a friend, share this episode on social media. You know you're thinking of somebody right now that needs to hear this episode today. Make sure you share that and tag them on social media. And if you want to get hold of me or Luke, you can email us at podcast at remindermedia.com. Or you can find us on Instagram and on Facebook at Stay Paid Podcast. For this episode of Stay Paid, I'm Joshua Stike. Guys, and I'm Luke Acree. What an incredible episode. Here's your action item from this episode. So practical. Get on your Instagram account. Maybe if you're on Facebook or LinkedIn, you use that more. And start messaging other real estate brokers and get yourself a referral agent in every single state, every single city build that network, and then imagine translating that to doing that with the business owners in your community, how powerful that network of influence will be for your business. It's super simple, but it takes that discipline and hard work that Juan talked about on this podcast. Remember, the difference between a top producer and a mediocre producer in every single industry that we've worked in is top producers take action. Take action on that today. <laughs>